You are listening to the weekly podcast of Impact Worship Center in Mableton, Georgia. We pray you enjoy today's message. Put your hands together, begin to bless God in this place. Come on, you can do better. And while you clap, put a smile on your face if he's been good to you. Can you say like David, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, somebody. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, I appreciate everything that you have done for me. Say, Lord, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. If you speak truth on today, identify yourself by putting your hands together and giving God praise in this place. Amen. Amen. Um, this is the first Sunday in the last month of this year. Wow. Where did this year go? Um, we are so thankful um, as to how God has blessed us 2023, but we believe God that 2024 is going to be the year of more. Someone say 2024 the year of more someone say maturity movement manifestation of miracles come on say maturity movement manifestation of miracles maturity it's time for us to evolve to a place of maturity within the confines of our Christian walk with God things that offended you when you first got saved shouldn't mess with you when you're 20 years in look at your neighbor and say that devil that used to agitate me a certain way 10 years ago he can't touch me like that now because I am maturing in my relationship with God you know when you when you mature you graduate when you mature more is entrusted into your care you, you know um, I, I, I have a I have a 2005 um, Corvette that's been paid for for a long time and, and my, my son has expressed his desire to one day own that car but I can't give it to him at 12 if I gave it to him at 12, he'll kill himself and me too. Um, there are certain things God can't release unto us until we grow to a place of maturity. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you pass the class, you will graduate. It's time out for going to summer school. You should have learned that lesson last year. Amen. Someone say maturity. Now say movement. It is time for the people of God to excel and ascend to our promised land. Is there anybody in this place who can raise your hand and say, I'm ready to go get everything that God has for me? I understand that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps, the steps, the, not the stagnation, but the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Look at your neighbor and say 2024 will be the year of movement. It's time for you to get up. It's time for you to do it. It's time to stop crying about it. It's time to stop complaining about it. It's time to stop asking people for permission about things that God has ordained for you to do. If God told me to do it, I ain't, 
your permission if I have God's approval. Look at your neighbor and say, movement, movement. Tell them movement. Move. Say, get up and move. Do something. Get up and move. Get up and do it. Take a shower. Brush your teeth. Comb your hair. Do so. Get up and move into the place that God is calling you to. Somebody say movement. Come on, say movement. And lastly, manifestation of miracles. Y'all ain't talking back to me. I don't need no keyboard player. I don't need no organ right long through here. A manifestation of miracles. In other words, God's getting ready to blow your mind. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, when you mature and begin to move, God will manifest miracles. If miracles are not manifesting, it's because you're immature. If miracles are not manifesting, it's because you ain't moving. It's impossible for you to mature and move and God not perform miracles in your life. Slap your neighbor, high five and say, neighbor, grow up, go out, and see if God don't work a miracle. Slap your neighbor, high five and say, I know that's right. 2024 the year of more maturity movement manifestation of miracles Brittany you feel that in your spirit don't you you feel that in your shanana don't you Dana come on somebody say maturity movement miracles come on somebody put your hands together and give God praise in this place just a few announcements before I engage the word for the entire month of December I will be teaching from a new sermon series entitled discovering your greatness discovering your greatness you are the one <laughs> look at your neighbor and say neighbor you are the one that you've been looking for tell them there's greatness on the inside of you I want for all of us to begin to prepare our hearts and our minds for our end of the year services of course Sunday December the 24th is Christmas Eve and we will be having our Christmas service at 9 30 a.m. amen and during this service we're going to be blessing our young people we're going to be a blessing to our blaze youth ministry so I need for you now did y'all see the trees the Christmas trees in the lobby now now we don't worship trees we don't I know some of y'all smart and well, that's a that's a pagan adulterous practice well no we don't worship the tree because as soon as December 25th passes we're gonna pack it up in the box and put it back under the stairwell and for those of you who have live trees what do you do with them when it's over you put them out for the trash man and pick them up so we're not worshiping a tree that's not what we're doing but we're just celebrating and make things a little exciting for our families and friends who are part of our ministry is that okay if that's okay put a smile on your face we worship the true and living God, not a tree. But for those of you who saw that new tree, the one that has the, the, the snow on it, if you would, we are going to grab a name and purchase a gift for one of our impact children. <laughs> 
This is something new and something exciting. And we want to be a blessing to our children. So be sure to stop by the Christmas tree in the lobby area. Grab a name and bring a gift on December the 17th to be handed out to one of our children during our Christmas service that would take place on December 24th. Can we do that? Can we be a blessing to our children? And then on December 31st, someone say December 31st, we will have two services. One will take place, of course, 9.30 a.m., which will be our um, Sunday morning worship experience. And then we will have our 7.30 end of the year service, our New Year's Eve celebration. Listen, that 9.30 service is going to be a healing and deliverance service. I mean, I'm going to teach and I'm going to do some old school preaching because they're, they're, um, um, demons have to be preached out and cast out. So you can't teach a demon out. You try to teach a demon out, it'll make you look foolish. So you got to, you get, you got to preach this gospel and then, and then you got to lay hands. And I believe that during this um, healing and deliverance service, emotions are going to be healed mindsets are going to be healed cancer is going to dry up y'all ain't talking back to me high blood pressure or low blood pressure is going to be regulated because i believe that our god elder lori is still in the healing business is there anybody in this place who can raise your hands and say i know that god is a healer because he healed me whether he healed you mentally emotionally physically or spiritually he's a god that specializes in healing Amen. And scripture says that healing is the children's bread. Tell your neighbor, healing is what we eat. <laughs> amen. Amen. So that morning we're going to have Lady T, a healing and deliverance service. And then 7.30 that night, we're going to have our family prayer and prophetic encounter. See, see, this is a season, Tina, when Bishop is going to walk Elder Brown in the fullness of my anointing. And what God had to reveal to me, Minister Stovall, and I don't say this arrogantly. God had to reveal, hey son, God had to reveal to me that I'm not like my contemporaries. That's why they don't call me to their events. I'm anointed by God and I'm real. I love my wife. I strive to walk right and talk right and live holy. And when you live holy, there are certain invitations you would never get. So God said, stop stifling the supernatural anointing I've placed on your life and walk in the holistic reality of it. I've anointed you to lay hands. I've anointed you to prophesy. I've anointed you to cast out devils and stop trying to be commercial when I'll call you to be authentic. This is the season where the authenticity of God's spirit will be put on display. So that morning, we're going to have a healing and deliverance service and I prophesy that this place will be packed. 
I prophesy this place will be packed for those of you who have family members, for those of you who have friends that need to be healed, delivered, and set free. I dare you to get them in the house. And the anointing is going to be so powerful that you ain't going to be able to contain yourself. You're going to be excited to come back at 7.30. Well, Bishop, why do you do 7.30 and not 10 o'clock? Because, you know, you know, folk getting a little more mature. Some of us like to go to bed at night. You understand? So we're going to come at 7.30 and we're going to praise and we're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to prophesy and we're going to get in position for more in 2024. Maturity, movement, manifestation of miracles. Come on, say it with me. Say maturity, movement, manifestation of miracles every year here bishop every year as a church body Brittany, we participate in what we call our end of the year sacrificial seed sowing okay we do this every year this is something that we do to position ourselves to receive what it is that we are expecting god for in the upcoming year what are we expecting God to do 2024, the year of more, maturity, movement, manifestation of miracles? This is what we're believing God for. Now, listen, listen, I know that we have some of our partners who have engaged in our I Believe Capital Campaign, and we bless God for you for giving those gifts. We appreciate you for that. But this is an opportunity for all of us to participate on the level in which we can and on the level in which we believe. Amen? And we must understand that our seed has value. Our seed is powerful. By the show of hands, how many of you are living today because of a seed you sowed yesterday? If truth be told, you wouldn't be here as a physical person in the earth if somebody didn't sow a seed. And we wouldn't be here if God didn't have the power to bring forth harvest. So, so you are a direct in indication that the principle of seed time and harvest, it really does work. Amen? It really does work. There, it is never appointed for a man or for a woman to do above what he or she is able to do. And we have these categories broken down. It is the end of the year giving, 2024, the year of more, and we're using my favorite scripture. I say it all the time. I say it probably in almost every sermon. Ephesians 3 and 20 now unto him who is able to ex do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever someone say forever and ever so, so, so we're going to come and there's some who are able to do 2024 some able to do 1024 some who can do 524 some who can do 224 and some who can say bishop my best seed going into the year 2024 the year of more is a 124 dollar seed we're going to plant that seed either on that sunday morning or if you're going to be like me i'm going to drop mine that night because that night i believe that god is going to speak to us 
from the prowess of his spirit, Elder Lori. I believe that he's going to speak to head of households and give you perspective as to how to lead your family. I believe he's going to speak to that man and show him how to be the priest, the protector, and the provider for his household. Elder Wayne, I believe that God is going to speak to that woman and show her how to be the woman of God, the wife and the mother that God has called her to be. Amen. Amen. Someone said 2024, the year of more. Come on, help me say maturity, movement, manifestation of miracles. Come on, put your blessed hands together and give God glory in the house. There is greatness in you. Judges, chapter 6. Verse 11, go ahead and turn there as we now engage the word of God. Judges chapter 6. So we thank our online viewing audience. We appreciate you all for joining us on today. We're excited about what God is doing. Amen, amen. And I believe that this word is going to bless your life in a very, very, very special way. In a very, very special way. For those of you who are streaming live, if you have not share this experience please go ahead and do so now as i know within my spirit that god is going to bless speak lord and we will hear what your spirit is saying to the church judges chapter 6 verses 11 through 16 scripture says and there came an angel of the lord and sat under an oak which was an oak that pertained unto Joash the Abizrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then all this befallen us? Why in the world are we catching so much hell and drama? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. Go in this thy might. And thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least. In my father's house, I am the least in my, I am the least, Gideon says, in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, surely I will be with thee and you shall smite the Midianites as one Man, look at your neighbor square in the face. I mean, look at them like you're not afraid of them. Look at them like you're about to jack them up and encourage them to be who God has called them to be. Scream at them and say, there is greatness in you. Ooh, y'all sound real good. I think your neighbor may believe the words that are coming out of your mouth. Look at them one more time square in the face and say, did you hear me? Tell them there is greatness in you 
If you know there's greatness in you and in your neighbor, put your hands together and give God praise in this place. I said put your hands together and give God praise in this place. You may be seated. The story of Gideon has to be one of the most inspirational stories in our Bible. It seeks to stimulate strength and courageousness in the lives of people who see themselves as being ordinary when God has called us to be great and extraordinary. But I would have you know, beloved, that greatness has nothing to do with how popular you are. It has nothing to do with superficial vainglory. Just because you have 100,000 fans on Facebook doesn't mean you're great. Just because you have 50,000 followers on IG doesn't make you great. Your video going viral, baby, doesn't make you great. You can have one million TikTok followers and still not be great. Or you can have a BS, a BA, an MBA, a PhD, a THD, or an MD behind your name, and that still does not make you great. Can I tell you what makes you great? Do you want to hear it? To be great. It's simply to be excellent on your level in such a way that you inspire others to do the same. Can I say that one more time? To be great is to be excellent on your level, inspiring others to do or to be the same. Pat yourself on the chest and say, there's greatness in me. Greatness is to be the best you that you can be in all that you do and say. I'm going to say that one more time just the way I said it the first time. To be great is to be the best you that you can be in everything that you do and say. You must understand that to be great is to maximize your distinction. It is to maximize your uniqueness. It is to give birth to the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. Pat yourself on the chest and say, there's greatness in me. To be great is to make a positive, influential impact upon the life of another. It is the sacrificing of self. It is the submission to service. Someone's being there's greatness in me. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote, and I quote, Not everybody can be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness is determined by service. You don't like Dr. King? What about Dr. Jesus? Jesus Christ, the greatest man in the history of the world, said like this in Matthew 20 and 26, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. They must be willing to do what is necessary to benefit the life of another. 
I want to know if I have anybody in the house today, anybody in this sacred space we call sanctuary, who can wave your hands and say, it's not just about me, it's about being a blessing to someone else. Scripture says it's more blessing to give than it is to receive. Do I have anybody in the house? Elder Brown, I know you're rocking with me. Elder Emma, I know you're here. Elder Wayne, I know you got me to my left, but is there anybody in this house who can wave your hands and say, God has called me to be a blessing beyond my border. When I show up, your event is blessed. When I show up, your house is blessed. These folk don't even know the only reason that the whole joint hasn't been shut down is because a child of God is on this ship. Is there anybody in this place who can raise your hands and say, yes, I know I'm blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I go out. I'm blessed when I come in because I am a child of God. I'm a child of God and every child of God has been empowered by God to be a blessing beyond their border. Tell somebody, I gotta have more because I gotta bless somebody. See, see, when you bless someone else, your house won't suffer. I'm going to say that one more time. See, see, because, because, because there is a residue, a residue that is a result of slavery that makes black people feel like when they get something, they got to hold on to it because we have been contaminated with the spirit of scarcity. And we've always had other, other ethnic groups that don't have a problem with seed time and harvest. They don't have a problem with giving because they've never had to experience economic, um, um, being economically um, 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 tortured and taken advantage of. But our people, instead of sowing our seed, we eat our seed. Not understanding that when you eat seed, the very thing that was meant to bring forth harvest turns into poison in your belly. When you eat seeds, it turns into poison in your belly. So when you eat everything in your hand, it will make your future sick. Because it is the seed that you sow that guarantees the favor of God in your future. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God, help me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is greatness on the inside of me. Oh, God, help me. I, I believe, and I speak this, Latanya, I believe this. Um, this is a season when God's going to bless your money. Now, if you can't receive it, I ain't talking to you. And I'm not talking, uh-oh, I'm not talking... Wanda Green, I'm not talking about more money for you to go shopping. No, 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 no. I'm talking about more money so you can get a, a, a life insurance policy for your family. I'm, I'm talking about more money so you can stop driving illegally on these Georgia streets, praying that you don't get turned over uh, to the cops because you don't have car insurance. I'm talking about more money for you to be more responsible with your life. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Not more money for you to go to Macy's. Not more money for you to look like a big shawler, a, a big, a big, um, a big caller shot, shot caller. You helmet. You want to say like you a number one stunner. You ain't zapping nothing. That's why I'm praying that God 
will bless your money because I believe when God blesses the right person to be a millionaire, they're going to bring me a check and say, Bishop, pay the mortgage off on this church. You come here because you have that. Come here. I'm talking to you. Come here because, Jesse, you have that kind of anointing on your life. I believe that there's come here, Elder Brown. You got it, too. I believe, Elder Emma, you got it, too. Elder Lord, you got it. Yes, Stovall, did I hit you again? I believe there's somebody in this house when God blesses Deacon Evans. Come here because that anointing is on you, too. I believe that when God blesses you to be able to free somebody, first thing you're going to do is free his house. I almost got in trouble. I don't even, I don't even care if, you, if it comes from the lottery. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. God forgives, Jesus saves, and he wants you to live and will use the wealth of the wicked to pay this mortgage off. Oh, you ain't ready for me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's greatness in you. Think I ain't going to take it? You, you don't want to give it to me. I mean, I'm about to get in trouble with my religious folks swarming. You got my back. I appreciate that, Jesse. Yes, sir. Somebody say, greatness is in me. Maximized, life-changing, influential service. Lady, maximize life-changing, influential service. That's what it means to be great. Um, this levels the playing field because everybody doesn't have a million dollars yet. Everybody don't have all these credentials attached to their name. Some, some people don't have friends with big names. We just know little Willie, Cookie, and Ray Ray. But, but check this, check this, Elder Brown. Everyone possesses the capacity to serve. So Tina, what Jesus says is I'm going to level the playing field and make the prerequisite for greatness service. Greatness, watch this, is in your reach, so refuse to remain stuck where you are. I need for y'all to help me. I need for you to help me convey this message. Elder Brown, I, you getting this, aren't you? Look at them and say, neighbor, greatness is in your reach, so refuse to remain stuck where you are. All I'm trying to say is, if you're stuck, serve your way out. <laughs> Woo! That's, scream it to them and say, neighbor, if you're stuck, you can't cry your way out. You can't beg your way out. You got to serve your way out because the prerequisite for greatness is service. Lord have mercy. Um, um, if you're stuck, baby, serve your way out. This was Gideon's testimony. He was not above serving. He was willing to sacrifice. He was open to saving others, not just himself. But, but watch me here, Latanya, because this morning, pertaining to the text, I want to take the road less traveled. 
I'm not the ordinary preacher, so I'm not going to deal with this text in the ordinary way. Y'all don't mind me, do you? Many of us are familiar with the story of Gideon. How he arose to a state of heroism among his countrymen, overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds, defeating 135,000 Midianite soldiers with only 300 non-military men. I don't dare overlook or discredit the prowess, potency, and power of this principle. For God will have us to know that it does not matter if the odds are stacked against us. It does not matter if the enemy has more men, money, or momentum. If God is on your side, he is more than the whole world against you. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get it twisted. Your mob doesn't intimidate me. Paul wrote in Romans 8.31, What shall we say then to these things? See, see, these things, it doesn't matter which things you're dealing with because God has power over all things. What shall we say to these things when these things begin to come up against you? When bills begin to come up against you? When haters and detractors begin to come up against you? When an unfavorable diagnosis begin to come up against you? When your past tries to come up against you? When the pain of your process tries to come up against you? What shall we say to these things? The apostle teaches us he says, say to these things, if God be for us, who? If God be for us, who can be against us? Tell somebody, it doesn't matter. Who comes up against you? Doesn't matter what comes up against you. Because no weapon formed against you has been given permission to God to prosper. And if God ever gives the weapon permission to prosper Job, he's only setting you up to receive double. <laughs> Do I have anybody who has a testimony? I'll go through that pain again because God gave me double for my trouble. They didn't even realize that the lie was giving me Holy Ghost leverage. Did you hear me? See, see, when they lie on you, it gives you Holy Ghost leverage because the truth steps out front and begins to fight your battle. See, that's why you, 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 you don't have to defend your name when people talk about you. Because Scripture says, hold your peace and let the Lord fight you. It would have benefited you more if I would have cussed you out. Then it just would have been over with. And the only thing that would have happened would have been, I would have lost my witness. So I'm going to hold my peace, and I'm going to let you fight with God. Maybe your arms ain't big enough to box with him. You can't fight with a God who's never lost a battle. And you know what? I, I, I said I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, we can't complain when the devil doesn't fight fairly. Because neither does God. Scripture says, one thing God has spoken, two things I heard, power.
power belongs to God. I see, we can't, we can't skip past the Lord. Um, he said, David said, one thing God spoken, I heard two things, which means every time God speaks, he always speaks with the capacity to bless you with double. You ask God to heal your body, he healed your body and gave you new money. You ask God to give you new money, he gave you new money and gave you a new man. You ask God to give you a new man, But he gave you a new man and he replenished your glow. One thing God has spoken, two things I heard, power belongs to God. So we can't get mad when the enemy, Deacon Evans, doesn't fight fair because neither does God. And that's why you can't cry and get stuck in the middle of your pain. Because on the other side of your pain is the power of your process. So why in the world will you get stuck in the middle when all you got to do is continue to fight the good fight of faith? All you got to do is remember that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. All you got to do is remember that if God started it, he's already finished it. So we can't get mad when the devil doesn't fight fair lady T because neither does God because the fight and the favor is fixed what shall we say then to these things if God be for us who could be against us David if you're here today and you're fighting Goliath don't be afraid because God is with you Moses if you're here today and you're standing before a red sea don't be afraid because God is with you. Elijah, if you're here today and you're dealing with the Jezebel, don't be afraid because God is with you. Daniel, if you're here today, Daniel or Denise, if you're here today and you're in a den full of, of, of lions who desire to devour you, don't be afraid. Why? Because God is with you. Tell us why I'm not afraid because God is with me. Isaiah 59 and 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Like Gideon, here Bishop, I'm about to prophesy here. Like Gideon, God is about to bless your life and the fight and the favor will not be fair. You receive that, you receive that. If you receive that, stand up on your feet and help me say that. Say, God is about to bless my life and the fight and the favor will not be fair. I'm trying to warn you that some people ain't going to like your favor. But that ain't your problem. Because the same God that has favored you will favor them as well. Scripture says when he went into his own, his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even those who believed on his name. Look at your name and say, I am a child of God. Y'all be seated like Gideon. God is about to bless your life, and the fight and the favor will not be fair. Naysayers, trifling family members, and fake friends are about to watch God 
accelerate you to a place of uncommon accomplishments and unforeseen favor. Which means what you're getting ready to do, nobody in your family has ever done before. Uncommon accomplishments. Brittany, what you're getting ready to do, eyes haven't seen. That's the scripture. I'm preaching Bible. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men those things that God would do for those who walk uprightly before him. One translation says he's going to do it because you love him. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's going to do it for you because you love him. Now listen, listen. Um, for our remaining moments, I, I don't want to talk about Gideon's victory. I want to probe the principles of Gideon's process um, because excitement about future victory while playing the role of a victim makes your faith a fairy tale. Rewind. Can I rewind and say it one more time? Um, I, I, I don't want to talk about Gideon's victory. Um, I, I want to probe the principles of Gideon's process. Why? Because excitement about future victory while playing the role of a victim makes your faith a fairy tale. I'm trying to tell you that if you're content with being a victim, you will never have the victory. So, so some of you need to turn in your figurative handicap decal. Your, your, your handicap decal, decal may grant you special parking, um, um, but you can walk the furthest when your feet work. As you're doing this season, um, you need for your faith feet to work. Because ain't nobody going to be able to roll you into this one. <laughs> scripture says every place that your feet shall tread he shall give you the land I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't I can't let you roll with me you got to have faith to walk with me you caught that Raymond yeah, 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 some of y'all got that, got that roll up faith you're trying to roll up with somebody else but God says no, you got to use your two feet to walk into this one um, um um, Lord help me the history of Gideon's life experienced listen caused him to have a false identity even though he was a child of God Elder Emma he had a low self esteem can I tell you something it's a paradox it's an oxymoron it's a conflicting view for an utmost God to have an almost child. We, we, we worship a God who is the utmost, but because of the way you view yourself, you view yourself as almost. Almost blessed. Almost healed. Almost finished school. Almost start the business. Uh -huh. Almost accepted my total call into the ministry. God will never have an almost child when he is the utmost. 
during this season, God is saying he is freeing you from the hurt and the pain of your past. See, see, you have the wrong understanding of the pain. The pain was meant to prepare you, not break you. The pain was meant to equip you, not to make you quit. Oh, I don't know. Has anybody ever experienced pain and, and, and you grit your teeth and you moan for a while, but when you woke up the next morning, your pain tolerance had increased? And when you go through the season of pain successfully, that pain will never hurt that bad again. But you can't stop in the middle of the pain. You got to push through your process in order to see God's promise for your life. I came to talk to somebody who is prepared to push beyond your pain. I'm going to push beyond the lie. I'm going to push beyond the abandonment. I'm going to push beyond it because God has something better. Oh, Gideon viewed himself as the least of these. He was born and raised during a time of great oppression. The oppression and the intimidation from the Midianites was so great, watch this, that the children of Israel left their homes and went to live in caves. The oppression and the intimidation was so great, Naija, that they left their homes and went to live in caves. You know how bad it's got to be for me to leave my house where I pay all the bills to go and stay in an extended stay hotel simply because I'm scared of somebody? I'll get me a pistol first. But these individuals were so afraid that they didn't believe they could defend themselves against the enemy and they left the place that they called home to go and live in caves. The Bible says that whenever the Israelites would sow seed in the ground, the Midianites would come and destroy their harvest, causing them to become a poverty-stricken people. Hear me now and hear me well. Oppression and poverty will cause you to have a diminished perception of your value. Oppression and poverty will cause you to have a diminished perception of your value. Now, for the most part, I'm not talking to anybody in this room because for the most part, we're doing pretty good in life. But what about the masses of us? The masses of us who make up the inner cities of this nation. And there is a diabolical plot afoot within the foundation of a racist American culture concerning black people. Hear me, hear me. Concerning black people, black men in particular oppress him, incarcerate him starve him economically and he will feel as though he has no value concerning black people can I say it again brother Jerry concerning black people black men in particular uh, 
because in spite of what you believe, we're still the foundation that holds the thing together concerning black people, black men in particular. Oppress him. Incarcerate him. Starve him economically and he will feel as though he has no worth or value. That's why it's so easy for black men in these conditions to kill one another because when they look at each other, they see no value. That's why it's so easy for black women to disrespect men in these conditions because when she looks at him, she sees no value. But the value of a black man exceeds the capacity of his wallet. Oh, uh, uh, I'm going to keep moving. I can stay there, but I'm going to keep moving. You respect what you value. You protect what you value. You support what you value. You appreciate what you value. You celebrate what you value. So I want to say on today, black man, I support you. I rock with you. I pray for you. I stand with you. There is no more powerful force in the earth than an anointed, conscious, intentional black man. And guess what? You're worthy of respect. Hold your head up high. Not in pride, but because you are the resilient one and you are the original king of this earth. You don't have to apologize for it. And every king needs a queen i said again i said every king needs a queen oh oh the late great james brown his theology may have been off but he didn't lie when he said it's a man's world but it doesn't mean nothing about a woman Hugger brothers, I love going to a ball game with you, but I love even more going home to my wife. See, 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 there's a lie that's been told that makes us feel so bald that we don't have value. Uh-oh, I'm about to get in trouble here. There's a lie that has been told that makes us feel we'll only value if we are validated by white men. I'm walking real heavy. I ain't scared of nobody in this building. And I'm not preaching hatred. I'm not necessarily even preaching black power. But I am preaching all power belongs to God. And because God is in me, I too have all power. That's what I'm preaching. That is the liberation gospel that I preach. All right? So let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Revelation 1 and 6 says, Christ has made us kings and priests unto God his Father. See, I'm in Scripture. And now what the Bible says, Christ has made us kings and priests unto God his Father. But that's not how Gideon felt. Deacon Evans. The Bible says, he viewed himself as being the least in his father's house. And he also said his family was poor. But look at what the angel of the Lord says to him when he comes. He calls him a mighty, a mighty man of valor. 
which simply means just because you are feeling a certain way about yourself, it doesn't change what God knows about you. No matter what you think or no matter what you feel about yourself, it still does not change how God feels and thinks about you. You are the apple of his eye. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking to you with that pretty smile. You are the apple of God's eye. You are the anointed one. And stop worrying about what people say. The greatest deliverance you can ever have is to be delivered from folk. Man, boy, let me walk over here because they got kind of stiff over here. Let me come over here. I'll come back to y'all in a minute. When you get delivered from people, and it happened for me around 35, but at 40, you better get out of my face with that foolishness. And then at 50, no, at 50, it, it, it really becomes more about comfort than style. Because if they hurt my feet, I ain't going to be in them for too long. So, so I'm talking to a group of people who need to really understand who you are in this thing. He said, he said, uh, 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 God is with you. You might have been a valley. And then Gideon says, I don't feel mighty. Where, where was this God that our forefathers told us about that delivered us out of the hand of the Egyptians? Um, Gideon, the same thing that got your forefathers in trouble, got your generation in trouble, which means you went against the word of God. And whenever you go against the word of God, you make yourself victim of the wrath of the world. Did you hear me? So, so you can't blame your affliction on God. Now, yes, yes, life happens. But sometimes you functioning in a system of dysfunction is what's causing the pain. So you can't blame everything on God. You can't blame everything on the devil. Some things are happening because you're just dysfunctional. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I, I got to come back over here. Um, 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 your account is always jacked up because you don't manage your money right. That ain't got nothing to do with you tithing. But it can have something to do with you not tithing. Now I'm going to come back because I lost, so I got some non-tithers over there, so I'm going to come back on this side. You understand? And, and, and I don't believe that when God blesses you, God will curse you. But I do believe you can live your life in a certain way that you curse yourself. It's quiet. Y'all good? Y'all get something from this? So, God tells Gideon, go in the power of your might. So, he says, go in the power of your might. Sometimes, we forget that we possess the might of God on the inside of us. And when you forget that you have the strength of God in you, you go in your strength. And see, your strength is not enough. Can I tell you something? You by yourself can't even fight the devil and win. 
See, the devil's been here for a long time. He's stronger than you, and he's smarter than you when you function by yourself. But when you understand that greater is he that is with you, than he that is with the world, ain't nothing the devil can do that can turn you out. I think, I, I think we need to go in the power of his might. Somebody say, I'm going to go in the power of his might. Gideon feels abandoned. God tells him to go in the power of his might. He would have us know that he has empowered us to change what we're crying and complaining about. He tells Gideon, you're going to go and you're going to defeat these Midianite soldiers because I have equipped you to overcome what you're crying and complaining about. And if you're not courageous enough to confront it, stop complaining about it. Gideon says, I am the least in my father's house. But when we feel as though we're the least, God wants to make us the most. Tell someone, when I feel the least, God is going to make me the most. I'm going to pick this up next week. God just told me to shut it down. I'm on bed. He told me to shut it down. It's early. It's 1043 and Bishop is done. It wasn't Elder Brown this time. All right. I see you. I see you. It's all right. We, we, we're going to talk a little bit more next week about how Gideon confirmed his call. Because it's not enough for you to step out on an unction. You got to step out on faith in what God said. Because just because something is a good thing to do doesn't mean it's the right thing for you to do. So, so Gideon, Gideon began to confirm his call. First thing he did was, the Bible says he got some meat, some bread, and some broth. And he brought it and put it on the stone and asked the angel to do something with it. The Bible says the angel stretched out his rod and consumed the bread, the broth, and the stone, confirming that it was God speaking. Before you moved, did you confirm that it was what God said? And see, listen, the enemy doesn't mind your movement as long as you're not moving in the right direction. Because some of us are busy, but we're not seeing the blessings of God because the hand of God is not on it because he didn't sanction it. Mm. So, so, so I'm not telling you to get a ham sandwich or some Kool-Aid and put it on a rock. and ask God to consume it, we confirm our calling through prayer. Y'all ain't gonna talk back to me. We confirm our calling by identifying what we're passionate about once we get saved. We confirm our calling when it causes us to move forward even when we feel like standing down. And when we're able to confirm our calling, Stovall, God leads us to a higher place of purpose and a higher place of effectiveness in ministry and in life. Stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. When you stand, put your hands together and give God praise. Is this a good place to stop? Are we okay? This is a good place to stop. I have more, but I want to hold it. We, we confirm our call through prayer. 
Someone say, talk to God. We confirm our call through passion. Someone say, the fuel to do. We confirm our calling through persistence, the strength to sustain. Here it is. We confirm our call through performance, the grace to make a difficult thing look easy. That's how you know that God has called you to do it, because he's giving you the grace to make difficult things look easy. Can I pray for you? I, I want to pray for everyone who believes and knows there's greatness on the inside of you. And remember, greatness has nothing to do with how famous you are, but it has to do with how effective you are in fulfilling the call that God has for your life. It is to be excellent on your level, inspiring other people to be and do the same. If that's who you are, come meet Bishop here real quick. Come on, meet Bishop here real quick. Come on, come in, meet, meet me here. And the only thing I want you to bring is your faith and your expectation. Just bring your faith and your expectation. You got it? So I got my faith, I got my expectation. I'm going to pray for you. But once you get here, Grab someone by the hand. Squeeze that hand. Look at the neighbor. Say, neighbor, into your hand, I'll squeeze an anointing. <laughs> you squeezing that hand? Say, neighbor, into your hand, I'll squeeze an anointing. Say, you will do what God has told you to do. You will go what God sends you, you will say what God tells you to say. And you will make no apologies for it. Do you hear me? God is saying to you that he is freeing you from people who are trying to control your destiny. People who serve as witches and warlocks in your life. They've been able to say and do things that will stop your mobility because you feel guilty about doing what God has called you to do. I'm going to show you something. In the near future, you're going to begin to deal with those people and they're not going to have the same effect. They're not going to have the words that they used to say to hurt you and distract you it ain't gonna work no more. I don't care if it's a mother, I don't care if it's a father, I don't care if it's a sister, I don't care if it's a brother. Anybody who's trying to manipulate your life is trying to control your soul. And God is breaking it now. I said God is breaking it now. You will be who God has called you to be. And they will see that to hinder you is to only hinder their own deliverance. Because you have been anointed to be the Joseph of your family. And God is positioning you, Lydia, because in the coming seasons of famine, they're going to have to come and receive some of your provision. Because even when the famine hits this nation, it ain't going to hit your house. I'll prophesy this house. I said, when the famine hits this nation, because you are a child of God who is coming through covenant, it will not hit your house. He that dwelleth 
in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty lift your hands high lord i have taught preach what you told me to preach and teach your people there's greatness on the inside of us because we all have the capacity to serve we serve you we serve mankind and we serve people so that they can see you we serve so that they may see you we serve not to receive pats on the back but rather to receive jewels in our heavenly crown. We serve the God to compel men and women to come and ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Equip us, empower us to be great, to be excellent on our level, to be the best that we can be in all we do and say, inspiring others to do the same. There is greatness in this house. There is power in this house. There is vision in this house. There is tenacity in this house. There is greatness in this house. There is fortitude in this house. You ain't gonna quit. No, 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 no. Be not weary well doing for in due season you shall reap. You shall reap if you faint not. This is not fainting season. This is the season of favor. This is not fainting season. This is the year of manifestation. And we're moving God into 2024, the season of more maturity, movement, manifestation of miracles. Someone say 2024, the year of more maturity, movement, manifestation of miracles. Father, this is our prayer. It's a simple prayer, but what makes it profound is the fact that we pray it from the premise of faith and we trust you to do it. In the name of Jesus, our risen Christ, we pray and we say thank God, bless God, amen, amen, and amen. Put your blessed hands together and give God praise. Come on, put your, give him, give him praise, give him glory, give him glory, give him glory, give him honor. Open up your mouth and say there's greatness in me. You can clap your hands and talk at the same time. Say, there's greatness in me. There's vision in me. There's power on the inside of me. Before you go back to your seat, hug at least three people and tell them, be blessed with your great self. Tell them, be blessed with your great self. Tell them, be blessed with your great self. Amen, 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 amen. Be blessed with your great self. Amen. We bless God. We bless God. For those of you who are streaming live, we're excited and thank you so much for attending this worship experience with us. I want you to know that there is greatness on the inside of you. 
greatness on the inside of you simply means that you're excellent on your level and you're able to inspire others to do and be the same. I am praying for you, Facebook family. I am praying for you, YouTube family. Impact Nation, are we praying for them? They weren't able to make it to the sanctuary on today, but the God that we serve is ubiquitous in nature. He is here, there, and everywhere at the same time because he is omnipresent. He's also omnipotent, which means he has all power in his hand. He's also omniscient, which means he knows what's going on with you. And he knows what's best for you. I love you. We're preparing to dismiss you from this streaming service. But please take this opportunity to go and return a tithe. Go and give an offering. Go and sow a seed and watch and see if God doesn't do a work in your life. I love you. God loves you best. We'll see and talk to you real soon. Impact Nation, help me bless God for our online family. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.